And welcome to episode 52 of the Post 20 Podcast. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is, whatever day it is in the year, maybe it's 2021. You're listening to the one-year anniversary of the Post 20 Podcast. We made it just about a full year, Ev. I know, it's kind of crazy. I mean, we've said this past couple of weeks, but it definitely feels crazy to say that we've we've been doing a podcast for a year. All the other ones I've done have lasted, you know, six, seven weeks, that's it. Yep, no, we are dedicated to the cause. Like you said the other week, every week it's growing on us more and more, and now we've invested more time and money into designing our our in the brand, really. Yeah, we just um we just managed to get our um thing back from our graphic designer. Matt and I decided that we needed a little bit of a rebrand. Um past guest uh seth it's it's seth's girlfriend's sister right that designed our current one yeah yeah so we we really like that one and i'm hoping that we can incorporate it back in at some point uh as maybe like a throwback type thing Mm -hmm. um but but we wanted to opt for a logo that we can maybe market a little bit more um something a little more simple but um Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's new and improved i would say looks awesome yeah, and uh, with that, our socials are going to be coming back better than ever, and also we might be adding one or two more surprises, things going on behind the scenes that you guys may look forward to. But yep. other than that, getting to today's slate, um, it is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to you guys. It's, I mean, when you're listening to this, it's going to be past, so good luck with Black Friday shopping and Cyber Monday. Yeah. yeah all the sales online are going to be absolutely incredible. Uh for the post office, it's going to be hell for me with packages yeah. these next few weeks. But besides the point, just enjoy the holidays with the people you love. All right. And stay safe. Um, but getting to the point of our main, the main point of the show is sports. So we mm-hmm. had we had two NFL games today for Thanksgiving because the Ravens Steelers game got pushed back to Sunday afternoon. <laughs> and now that Evan told me before the show that Lamar Jackson apparently tested positive for COVID. Is that correct? Yes, it is correct. Yeah, and if I'm the Ravens, I'm doing whatever I can not to play that because the Ravens are on their last legs to make the playoffs now because the Browns are in good form, and obviously the Steelers are undefeated. So a loss this week would pretty much put a fork in them, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I definitely think it would. And, I mean, the Steelers – or the the, sorry, rather, the Ravens only beat – shitty teams they lose to the good teams that i think they were going to lose this game so i'm i'm sure that they're excited uh to get an extra week's rest and maybe get things in line before they have to face the steelers but i do feel bad for the steelers because they've been burned here um i mean the nfl made the niners play with the most depleted roster i've ever seen but because it's good for you know views they're gonna they're gonna give the Ravens more time off. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, they did something similar earlier in the year with the Steelers as well. With the when right. they, were, they were supposed to play the Titans. Both teams were undefeated, and they moved it back a few weeks to where their uh, bye weeks were originally. So, I mean, obviously, I think that, I, do you see the Steelers losing more than two games with their remaining no. schedule? No, I, th- I think they're too late in the season. I think they've become, you know, quite quite the monstrous team. Uh, I don't see them losing more than two games, no. I mean, their most informed guy right now is Chase Claypool, the rookie wide receiver out of Notre Dame. That guy is absolutely killing it. Yeah, he is. He's he's amazing. 
But uh, getting to today's games, the early window game had had the Houston Texans playing the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions always playing on Thanksgiving. Um, I think I heard a stat. It was like the Lions six out of the seven last Thanksgiving games they played. They covered the spread. This year they did not. The Texans won 41-25. to 25. Uh, I'm sure Evan can go on about how Deshaun Watson played. It Deshaun was, Watson, yeah, he's amazing, huh? Mm-hmm. He had over 300 passing yards, four touchdowns, no turnovers, and also put a bit of a game on the run on the on the run game. Yeah, I mean that was that was really something. Uh, watching him perform today, Will Fuller went absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. over a hundred over a hundred uh, receiving yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I had him in a couple of those like FanDuel same game parlays, mm-hmm. but unfortunately, um, I also bet on the Texans tight end, Darren Fell, to oh, get yeah. over sixteen and a half, and I don't think he got one fucking target. Yeah, he didn't so, get anything. Unfortunately, I got burned there, but I did take the Texans to uh, to cover mm-hmm. uh, an alternate spread, and I took Antonio Gibson to score a touchdown, and that paid out handsomely. Yeah, last night you were putting your life on the line saying the Texans minus three is like a gift. You, uh, you don't understand why. You, you thought I mean, it should I have been a, at least like minus seven or eight. I really did, and, and I was right about that because you, you saw they played today. They came out firing, and they really, really destroyed the fucking uh, Lions today. I'm just not a Lions believer. I don't think they're good. I mean, I think Stafford is good. He Well, no. All right. Let me walk it back a little bit. They were without think, a lot of their main weapons. No, no Galladay. Yes. Um, who else was out? Uh, the run, DeAndre Swift, the rookie running back. So, Adrian Peterson stepped up with two touchdowns. Yeah, um, I think Stafford is good when he has his weapons, and he didn't have his weapons today. And and you lost Trufant, uh, Desmond Trufant. You lost him in the second quarter, I believe. So. Once that happened, Fuller was wide open to pretty much run riot, and that's exactly what he did. I mean, in the second half, he caught two touchdowns, um, two long touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Watson was just throwing dots, and it was too much for the for the Lions to handle. Yeah, the Texans obviously had a hard start. They're, they went 0-3 or 0-4, whatever it was. They were playing the hardest teams in the league, and now they're getting a little bit of traction at 4-7, and but I think it's too little too late with the Titans and Colts doing much better than them. So they're just playing spoiler at this point. Yeah, that's that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the afternoon game, the Washington football team went to Dallas and played the Cowboys and absolutely curb stomped them, bro. Yes, they did. Unbel- it, was, it was tight for a while, though. It, let's, be, let's be fair. It was a very close game up until the fourth quarter where the football team outscored Dallas 21 to nothing, and that's where they lost it. Yeah, they, they, they truly did. They absolutely fumbled the bag there. Um, really unfortunate game for me because I could have won an extra 100 bucks or so. Um, but but the, the Cowboys just didn't want to stay in it. Yeah, Zeke has been underperforming this year due to all the injuries, obviously to Dak and some other key players, but also just a lack of chemistry you can see out there. The guys aren't used to playing together, and when the times get tough, they can't dig themselves out of a hole. Um, Amari Cooper was their only bright spot today with six catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Um, Luckily for me, I had him in a parlay. Cooper, 
uh, Antonio Gibson scoring, who also had three touchdowns and had the over in the game, which was clutch. But, I mean, now you have a Washington team in first place in the NFC East with a pretty difficult remaining schedule, to be honest. The next three games they play is uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, They go to San Francisco. And then they play Seattle. So... It's yeah. it's still a very open div- very open division. You have the Giants with a good matchup against the Bengals this weekend, and then you have the Eagles trying to pull off a miracle against Seattle. So, uh, it's it's the NFL. So anything can happen. Every week is different, especially with um, the pandemic. And a random a major player on your team could get it, and it's a completely different game. Yeah, I mean, I suppose that's true. Uh, any given Sunday is the same for the NFL. Uh, it seems to apply to this sport more than I would say almost all others. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really not confident. Um, I'm just not confident. Confident in what? My brain just shut off. <laughs> It's like what? My brain literally just shut off. <laughs> you just had like a period where you just completely shut down. <laughs> I just lost the last thirty seconds of the conversation. It's gone. <laughs> it's fully gone, dude. <laughs> what just happened? I don't know whether you're looking at something. It... No, I'm literally just looking at fucking Discord. <laughs> I remember saying any given Sunday, and then it's just fucking black. We were talking about the NFC East being wide open and, and any of the teams can come out and win a game. Okay, so what did I say? I'm not confident in... Okay, so what the, I meant by that was I'm not confident in and designated winner. Okay. Uh, for that. Yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I knew I had I had something. I just forgot what we were talking about for half a second. Absolute scenes. Second. Absolute scenes on a milestone episode, bro. You love to Jesus. see it. You love yeah, to I'm see it, boys. Mini strokes on the one year anniversary. <laughs> um, I'm not confident in um, in the Washington football team's ability to place first. Right. I think at this point they are riding hot. I mean, they look pretty good the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, I'm not an Alex Smith uh, champion. I'm not really. I think he's just average. I think mm-hmm. he's been a check check down kind of guy his whole life. Yeah. Or a whole career rather. Um Gibson is very, very, very good. And he does uh um sorry. Smith does have, you know, McLaurin to throw to. Mm-hmm. Um and Logan Thomas has been pretty good in the tight end slot. So we'll have to see. Um I think if if the skins were to play the Eagles right now, they'd beat the shit out of them. Yeah, we won't be seeing that matchup until week 17, which could turn out to be a very crucial game and deciding yes. who goes to the playoffs to get absolutely annihilated by whoever the top uh, wild card team is, which right now I think it's looking to be the Browns. Or, right. I well, mean, I mean, you did you did see the Eagles play the Browns last week. It wasn't a great game. Mm-hmm. Very sloppy. It wasn't anything special. It was sloppy on both sides. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a Baker believer either. Every once in a while, he's he's due for a good game, but he's very, very, very streaky. Yeah, there's a couple teams they could be coming up against. This is all hypothetical, but right now they would probably face either Tampa Bay, Seattle, or or the Rams. I don't know why I said the Browns. The Browns are in the AFC. So, yeah, right now it would either be Tampa, oh, yeah. Seattle, or the Rams, or potentially the, the Bears. So it'll probably, be the, it'll probably be the Rams in that spot. Mm-hmm. I don't see it being the Bears. 
Um, it'll probably be the Rams in that spot. And I don't think the Eagles can beat this Rams team right now. I really don't. Um, the Rams just beat the Bucs last week, and yeah, and they they played each other in Week Two, and the Rams won thirty-seven to nineteen. Right. So I'm, I'm just not confident in uh, confident in them. Yeah. Okay. So other than that, um, moving on to the main thing, soccer. Uh, recapping the previous week in the Prem, uh, you had some interesting results. Which, if you looked, if you bet on them, would have made you a lot of money. The main one being Tottenham beating Man City two nothing. We kept saying Tottenham was plus three hundred. They were the home team, very good form, and they came through with the easy dub, um, putting them top of the league. Uh, yep. What What did you think of that match, Evan? Son came up huge, big goal early on. Son is really, really, really good. He scored mm-hmm. in the fifth minute. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that happening, to be honest with you. I actually had a first goal not to be scored until after the 20th minute mark. Yeah. Uh, needless to say, I was there sitting with my jaw on the floor as Sun reeled away in the fifth minute. Well, I find um, that hard to believe because when we did our top 50 footballers in the world, you you were gung-ho about Sun being in the top 10. So He, he is. He is. But I didn't think... I. I didn't think that they would score in the first uh, 20 minutes I, right. I th- or 10 minutes, whatever. I, you I, thought I, Man City would control the tempo and it'd be like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought they'd be poking and prodding at the Tottenham back line mm-hmm. because because Tottenham's back line is arguably um, kind of suspect. Yeah, they're rotating and, fullbacks a lot. Yeah, but they've held pretty steady, I would say, over the past, I don't know, two, three weeks. Yeah, they're so, they, yep, they've won their last four in a row. Haven't lost in a long time, I believe. I was surprised uh, to see that the Tottenham beat them so handily. It was right. very, it was a very, very clean win. Two uh, 0 uh, to City is, is a big result. I, I wasn't expecting it, but mm-hmm. you know, I'd rather see City high on, on the table than Tottenham because I hate Tottenham. But take it as it as it comes, I guess. Yeah, and now we're we're exactly a quarter into the season, and Manchester City. Which is a title, a title, a title team, title contending team. They're sitting in thirteenth with three wins, three draws, and two losses, with a negative one goal differential. So, I mean, what would you do in this situation if you're Pep Evan? What's the what's the game plan? I don't know what the game plan is. I mean, I think you need to just hunker down. You have to hunker down and and really put your uh, faith in the guys that you think can score and. If that means, you know, putting more guys forward, then that's what you have to do. But mm-hmm. they're not scoring goals. They truly are just not putting uh, enough in the back of the net. That's what it comes down to. Their their defense is, you know, it is what it is. City have never really been known for their rock-solid defense. I mean, they've had John Stones back there for quite a few years now, and he's been a shambles, to say the least. Yeah, I think the main thing they're missing is... uh a target man striker Aguero is not the same player he used to be and Jesus isn't as consistent as that Aguero was and at times they've been playing other people in that position they've slid in Foden there Sterling they played um Fernand Torres there their new signing so I mean they need to find some consistent weeks where they're putting at least three in the back of the net um they they're coming off a Champions League win, one nothing over Olympiacos. Very shaky. They could have shaky one. They could have dropped points, but they're sitting top of their group with all twelve points. They guarantee themselves the knockout rounds. 
so yeah. they don't have to worry about their next two games there. But they have two favorable matchups in the Prem going up against Burnley and Fulham, where you expect them to win both handily. But, it, I mean, the, the, it's going to be the same thing where those teams pack it in, five in the back, and just counter. So I mean, it may be close, one one nothing games, again, just like the Olympiacos. They just need to find some consistent creativity. Yeah, that's true. De Bruyne needs to be playing better as well. Yeah, exactly. You need more out of him. You really do. I mean, he, he's he's the centerpiece of that team. Like right. Fernandez is for United, uh, De Bruyne is for, is for City. Uh, moving on to other games from that Saturday, we had Brighton beating Villa 2-1. Uh, what a shithouse game um, that was. Very chaotic. VAR played a big part. There was a penalty in the 90th minute that was revoked because uh, it was deemed not a foul. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trezeguet got tapped, and I think Sully March or whoever it was pulled their leg out late, and the ref yeah. went to the cam and VAR revo- revoked it. Like I said, um, very good game, Brighton. Oh, and also Lamptey got a red card late on. Yeah, in the ninety-first, he mm-hmm. gave me minus one. Yeah, <laughs> so, he fucked me. I mean, huge. I still won, but yeah, huge result for Brighton there. Big three points. Um, we had Chelsea continuing their great form, two no win over Newcastle. Um, they've uh, after their game Tuesday where they beat Rennes 2-1 in the 91st minute with Olivier Giroud goal um, they've only given up I believe what is that two goals in their last eight games and now they come up against a first place Tottenham Hotspurs team um, London Derby game can go either way very hard to, to pick right now you have a very good offensive team in Tottenham, and you have a very solid defensive team in Chelsea. So, I mean, it's you could flip a coin, really. What would you lean towards this week, Evan? I do actually think Chelsea win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've been playing very well. I've been watching the midweek, too, uh, when they play Champions League, mm-hmm. and I like the way that they've looked there. Defensively, they are very, very solid right now. Which yeah. is quite uh, quite a difference to what the earlier season held for them. Yes, uh, they, they they were very shaky. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a there wasn't a signature lineup that Lampard had. He was still trying to find his center back partnership, and now he's found it with Zuma and uh, Thiago Silva. Uh, right, and I think that's what it should be too. Mm-hmm. And now there's reports of Thiago Silva and contract extension talks for an an, an, uh, an extra year. Which would be well, that's good. Yes, the main thing is his leadership, and all the other center backs there are pretty young besides Rudiger. So I mean that leadership role is something that team needs right now because obviously they are a very young team going forward. So having mm. having some maturity and experience in that back line is very very key in matches like this one coming up Saturday. Yeah, so I, I just think that Chelsea are going to be able to get on the oppor- or get on the end of uh, more opportunities on the counter. That they, they work the ball better, I think, uh, than Tottenham does. Yeah. Of of course, you have Harry Kane and Son, who are just so unbelievably good, and Lucas too. Uh, whether he starts or comes on, he's also very good. Uh, but but I just think Chelsea have more quality, to be honest, from 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 the back to the front. Mm-hmm. And I think they win this one two nil. 
Yeah, I'm the opposite. I, I whenever I see these highly touted matches, I I just think it's going to be an absolute high scoring game. Like you're saying, Chelsea has great creativity going forward. Um, Kai Havertz should be back. They held him out during the middle of the week against Rennes, and um, I believe the only person missing is Pulisic. Unfortunately, he's still trying to find um, his fitness. Um, I see this as a two-two or a three-three draw. To be honest with you, I don't see an outright winner here. Yeah, I think it'll be entertaining for a neutral. I hear you. Uh, I guess that makes sense. It makes but... sense now, but after the ninety, we'll be we'll understand what really happened. Yeah. Uh, Man United getting a one 0 win over West Brom. Really needed that uh, midweek. They got a huge win, four one over. Or no, what was it? Five. What was it? They won huge over the weekend. Or not the middle of the week. Four one over Istanbul. Um. Bruno, Bruno Fernandez is obviously, by now, if you haven't been watching, the their main man. If he does not show up to play, Manchester United does not win. Yeah, I know. It's just, he is truly the heart and soul of that team. And even, like, you, you would think that Pogba would be getting some sort of recognition or he would be playing better, and he's really not. He's really pretty shit. Yeah, um... Uh, and the ring that really, uh, the thing that really makes me confused is when they put in a performance like that. There's no emotion out of Ali. It's just like, all right, good, like nice, thank God. Yeah, it's, that's what it is, though, right? That it's thank God. It's that's not. Exactly he, it it's not. He's not enjoying it. He's just. What's the word I'm looking for? He's relieved. He's relieved yeah, like yeah. They, that they're getting an early goal and he doesn't have to sweat it out. I 100 percent agree. And you just hear him say "fantastic," and then that's it, right? In the post match, mm-hmm. there's there's not an emotion. There doesn't seem to be a connection to mm-hmm. the team. Obviously, he has a connection to the club. Uh, he played there mm-hmm. for many years, but mm-hmm. he just isn't a, a leader of men. And that is truly what you need. You know, when, when you're heading out onto the pitch, you want your players to feel a camaraderie with your coach. Mm-hmm. And and I think this kind of leads into what I'm what I'm seeing with Arsenal. I think. But, well, hold on. You need to respect your coach, but you also need to feel a camaraderie with him. And if you don't respect him and you just feel a camaraderie, then you have an issue like I think Arsenal has, where the players, you know, they see him as Mikel. They see him as the assistant coach uh, that he was at City. They, they don't respect him as a manager, as a tactical uh, tactical mind. Right. And... And I think he needs to have a little bit more control over the players because you're not seeing them produce like like they need to. Meanwhile, you have you know uh, a club like United where the players you know maybe respect Ali, but but they don't have any camaraderie with him. Yes, so um, you need both, and, and those clubs neither clubs have both. Yeah, I think that's a lot. Of, that's one thing that um, a lot of people don't realize. Obviously, the games evolved. And with that, managing your players evolves with it. Um, you don't see a lot of people, or a lot of managers, should I say, and coaches, um, very hard on these players and saying, if you don't listen, then you're gone. It's more of a player-oriented thing where you need to appease the players and make sure they're happy so they play well, which um, a lot of old-school people don't They don't see that as the right thing, but... I mean, you have to go with the times, and if your players don't perform, the first person everybody looks at is you. So, yeah, so that's true. Like you said, it's a big balance between 
um, man management, but also getting the respect from them as needing them to see you as a leader and their coach. And then also having the, the, the relationship, if they need to talk to you, you can come to a relatable level to where I've experienced something and I can share that experience with you. So they don't feel as, they don't feel as, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for. Like I said, there's, they're trying, they want to be relatable, but at the same time have some sort of, um, authority. Yeah, you want to have dominion and authority over your players. I mean, ultimately you are the boss, right? That's, Mm -hmm. that's your job. Yeah. Um, so other than that, quickly recapping the other games, a high-scoring game, Everton 3, Fulham 2. Um, big win for them with James and Richarlison back. They looked great. West Ham with a 1-0 win over Sheffield. Sheffield are probably the worst attacking team in the league. Uh, West Ham scraping that game. Arsenal leads, 0-0 draw. Uh, and Liverpool with a big 3-0 win over Leicester. Leicester looked absolutely terrible in that game. They could not get any... Anything going forward, uh, obviously they're missing a few key players in the back and also going forward. Um, would, that's the last game we'll touch on there. What did you think of that Liverpool performance? Um, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't overly impressed. Mm-hmm. I, I, thought, I thought it was good. I just think Liverpool were, were very flat, or uh, Leicester were very flat. Obviously, you you saw Johnny Evans score that own goal in the twenty first, mm-hmm. and from there on out, I mean, they they were they were dejected, and you could tell they they felt that you know ah fuck you know we let one in, and it, it wasn't really you know wasn't really them scoring it was our problem right so I I just I wasn't really uh, thrilled watching that game I think Liverpool looked good but I don't think they looked uh, unbeatable in that game Leicester on any given day could have won that. Yeah, I totally agree. Obviously, the yesterday Liverpool lost in the Champions League two 0 with a very shifted side. Rest, uh, Klopp resting a lot of players, and also they were out of their usual formation. Uh, yeah. And then the Monday games, we had Burnley getting their first win over Crystal Palace, missing their key player Wilfred Zaha, who came down with COVID. And then the last game, Wolves a one one draw with Southampton. I believe that game could have gone either way, so I believe it was a deserved draw. Each team deserves a, a point. That was a crazy game. Mm-hmm. And fucking Theo Walcott scored. Yeah, Theo Walcott with uh, Danny Ings' absence has stepped up into that partnership role with Che Adams. Yeah, uh, Walcott's not the same player to where he's a wing guy using kicking it long for him with his pace. He's more of a target man with small bursts of pace. Okay, uh, quickly previewing this weekend's matches. Uh, we have a game tomorrow. Crystal Palace against Newcastle. Crystal Palace missing Zaha again due to COVID. Um, yeah. Newcastle here. Uh, these, we've said in the past, these two teams for me particularly, I have no idea what the hell is going to come out. Um, Newcastle have very inconsistent players. Same thing with Palace. Um like we, I've made this point. Zaha's out. Crystal Palace in that one game could not have any creativity. Batshuayi and Ayu up top could not create anything for themselves, and the back line looked pretty shaky against a Burnley team who had not won a match yet. Um, I have to go with Newcastle here. Uh, what do you? What does this say to you, Evan? I'm actually going to go with Newcastle too, but it's kind of a toss up for me. I think Palace could bounce back, and I think. Right. Uh, think they could play better 
Uh, I mean, who knows? Bats could could play much better this week. He's very streaky and inconsistent. Yeah. Always has been for as long as I've seen him play. He needs he needs Townsend and Eze and those guys to play well to to get him at balls in the yeah. right areas to where he doesn't have to do that much. That's like the type he can't he can't take a guy on and then yeah, it's like Lukaku. That's, yeah, that's exa- he's literally he's literally just Lukaku light, you know. Mm-hmm. Their strike um, force is him, Benteke, and Jordan Ayew right now. So not a lot of on paper you don't like what you see there. Yeah, so I, I mean. I'm just not confident in Palace winning that. I I would either take maybe a draw, no bet. <laughs> maybe it'll be one one, like two ugly goals, right? Or uh, or Newcastle to win. But I don't think Palace are gonna win. Mm-hmm. I just I'm just not confident in it. Moving to the Saturday slate, we have Brighton, like we said, big win, and then Liverpool also coming off a big win. Um, Liverpool probably will come out with a strong side here after the Champions League. Um, I mean, for me. Jota's their guy right now. I don't over Mane and Salah. He's their main guy. I, I, I'm going to say hot take. I think he goes in the middle instead of Firmino, and Firmino comes off the bench like the last 25-30. Yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool will win this pretty easily. I mean, they should. It's, it's just Brighton. They did lose uh, yesterday against Atalanta. Mm-hmm. I, I did think that was a good shout for my parlay, but I didn't put them in. Right. Instead, I just took Liverpool to win. But they should be playing a, a side with a little bit more depth than, uh, than than their Champions League fixture. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty ugly uh, lineup, to be honest. They were starting Origi up top. Yeah. So I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I just actually shouldn't have bet on them. Yeah, I did the same thing. So you're not you're not alone. But with that loss, they did not clinch um, advancement to the for, to the knockout stage. So. They have a match coming up in the middle of this upcoming week, in the in the middle of the week. So I don't know if Klopp's going to rest people or not, but I think Liverpool does get the result here. Uh, we talked about Man City needing a big result. I think they get it over Burnley, who just got their first win in the league. I think they come out of uh, the gates hot, 3-0. Sterling is having a very poor season compared to last year. Um, not Not on the score sheet very often. Uh, which is hurting me in fantasy. That's why I am tied for last, which is annoying. Um, we already went over their team, but this Burnley team is also very poor going forward. Yeah, they suck. They got lucky with a 1-0 win last week. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm taking City here. Maybe this will be the game that kickstarts City back into winning form. Yeah, I believe this is the time they need going into the Christmas window period where it's very going to be very congested on the matches, and a lot of your reserve players are going to have to step up in these games. You're gonna yeah. have you're gonna have to see guys like uh, Fernand Torres and uh, Mares and those guys coming off the bench to really come up big for you guys, and I think they will. Um, yeah. After that, we have Everton Leeds. I like this game a lot. Not betting, but just as a game, I believe this could be a very open match. Two very attacking, attack-oriented teams, um, especially like I said earlier with Richarlison and Hamas back. Hamas looked great in the Fulham game. Uh, He's so good. Yeah, he that his main move is he gets the ball on the right, he swings it out left for Luca Dean, and Dean crosses it into DCL. Pretty good scheme. It He's works. Yeah, yeah, he is in great form when Hamas is. Uh, Leads like we said, no no draw against Arsenal. 
Um, Bamford's slowing down. Um, you could give the nod to Everton here. Odds-wise, Everton is minus 105, which is pretty decent if you're picking a favorite. Um, I'd have to lean towards Everton here, but I don't see Leeds as a bad pick if you want to go there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm gonna. I would go with Everton here. Have they already played once this season? Um, I believe not. I don't think they would have played them. No, they have not. I don't think they would have played each other twice, unless it was in the League Cup. No, they haven't. Just okay. Um, man, I wonder what game I'm thinking about then. It might have been in a League Cup or something. You saw. Maybe. Um. Anyway. I think Everton are going to continue their like bounce back because they really need to continue to win if they want to place towards you know the European spots. Mm-hmm. They they fell quite a bit the past couple of weeks with with their poor performances, um, and Everton need this more than Leeds. You know Leeds is down towards Arsenal on the table, um, but I think they'll beat up on some of the shittier teams going forward, and I think Everton just need it more, and I, I think they'll win. Uh, both teams in that match in their last five have only gotten one win. So both are in poor form. So um, I would say Everton, though, to close on that. Uh, moving to the dog shit match of the week, we have West Brom playing Sheffield. Both teams in the last two spots. Both teams zero wins. Both teams giving up at least 15 goals and scoring less than six. That's so um, bad. Very poor. Um, I, I, you don't even want to talk about this, really. I, I mean, it, it's going to be a very ugly game. A lot of Route 1 balls over the top. Um, I, If I had to pick, I would go Chef... I don't want to say that. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say Sheffield because on set pieces, I believe they're just mountains very tall bulky guys yeah they're tall and fat mm. i mean west brom's the same but west brom has more creative players than sheffield but i believe sheffield is a better team when it comes to scraping results so if i had to pick i would pick sheffield here yeah i think i would probably have to lean with sheffield too I think that if Pereira gets loose, though, he could run right on that defense. Yeah. That, God damn, they are slow. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was thinking about it. They got him and um, Diangana, um, very two creative players. Uh, Sheffield, I don't know who they're going to start up top. I'd I, I like to say Brewster, but he's not in good form. He's not getting consistent runs in the side. Coming off a big move from Liverpool, still a very young player. Yeah, he kind of sucks so far. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see if he develops or not. He could be one of those guys that, you know, went for 27, 28 million and just ends up being a bum, you know? Yeah. And 20, 28 mil is pretty cheap in the market nowadays. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's actually extremely cheap. You're right. Uh, moving to Sunday, which, if I have to say to this day, is probably the best three games on the same day I, I have to look at. Um, you have Southampton playing Man U in the early game. Um, Southampton, very good team in recent form. Their manager has created a very good system. They're not a great team with very high-profile players, but they play to the system very well. And you have a Man United squad who is coming off a huge win with Bruno Fernandes scoring two goals. Rashford played great. Um, great defensive plays from the from uh, the back line. 
Um, I, if I had to, I don't, I don't really know. I'd like to say Man U, but it's like we talked about earlier. It all depends on how Bruno is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually crazy how much uh, that side depend on Bruno to perform because if he's and, and it seems like <laughs> Bruno can only score more goals if he scores the penalty first. The yeah. penalty has to go in, and then that like unlocks him, and then he can score actual goals. Of course, in the UCL match, it was opposite. Um, but but did you see that goal by the way? Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Oh he, my uh, god! Uh, what a fucking screamer! Yeah, those those balls cleared out on corners, and you're at the top of the box, or like what you dream of. He's so good. That was such great business by them. You know, he's he's the only player on their team that I think is worth anything besides Rashford, maybe. Yeah, I'd have to agree there. But uh, I would pick... I think this is where Man United starts picking up form. Uh, they've won their last two in the league. And also they have... They have won... They won, obviously, this past... In the middle of the week. So they're on a three-game win streak. Um, I think... Uh, I don't know. I, what, Southampton's a big spoiler team. I don't know. I think Bruno's form carries on. I'm going to say it right now. I think Manu wins the game outright by at least two goals. Um, by at least two goals? Yeah, by, I think, I don't know. I think this is like Southampton has a very poor 10-minute period where Manu just goes on an absolute tear. I don't know. I don't know why. I just want to make a big statement for this game. I think that's possible, but I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think United are going to be a team we can trust for a long period of time at any point this season. Mm-hmm. I think I I just don't think until they get the manager situation under control that you can truly say that you trust them. So I'm going to say that United win this game, but I am really not confident in them moving forward. I, I, I just I like them against Southampton this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we touched on this game already, Chelsea Spurs. We both... Evan wanted to go with Spurs, and I thought it would be a high-scoring draw. Um, it all depends on everybody's fitness and the lineups, really. I mean, you know, you know how Spurs are going to come out, but um, with Chelsea, you, you, their usual lineups been, or their usual front three has been Tammy up front and Werner and Ziyech on the wings. Um, it's been working well with Mount, Kovacic, and Jorginho in the, in the middle. And then you can obviously slide in Conte, who's probably will start over Kovacic or Jorginho either way. I'd prefer him starting over Jorginho. Um, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a very entertaining game. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Uh, Moving on to the last game, Arsenal hosting Wolves. Uh, Wolves, well, actually both teams coming off draws. Big match in the table. Arsenal with a win here could jump all the way up to seventh, depending on how all the other teams' results finish. Uh, they're gonna do it. They're winning. Well, they if they win, they'll hop Wolves as well, so they're guaranteed to move up a couple. Oh, they're gonna win, buddy. I have a feeling. You do. Mm-hmm. We're not playing Pepe, so we'll actually be able to play a useful winger. Yeah, they came off a win in Europa League today. They beat Mold. What was it? One or two? Nothing. It was three nil. Three nil. Yeah, it was a good win. Yeah. I mean, you should be able to beat fucking Mold. Um, the team I, name is Mold. Uh, Aubameyang hasn't been scoring very often. Uh, obviously, Dirk Talisman. Um, who got the red card against Leeds? Oh, it was Pepe. Because oh, so. <laughs> he fucking, head, fucking headbutted someone? Yeah, the, their last three results in the league's um, two law a loss, a win, and a draw. Their last win coming up against Man United on the abominating pen- penalty. 
Um, they j- they've not been scoring in the league, which no. is very bad. They need to. They need a big result here, and their next match in the Europa League because next Sunday. They play Spurs in the North London Derby, which is probably one of the most heated rivalries in the in the Prem. Oh my god, I can't even tell you. These next couple fixtures for Arsenal are so important. Mm-hmm. They need to win at Wolves. They need to win at Tottenham. And then they need to win at Burnley. And then after that, I'm willing to reassess before Southampton and then see where we are at the table. But if they don't get these next three wins... If they, if they don't get at least seven points out of these next nine, man, it's going to be bad. Yeah, you're going to be sweating out the second half of the season. Yeah. Uh, like you're saying, the Southampton part re- reassess- reassessing. They come up against Everton City in the in the EFL Cup, and then they, they play Chelsea. So right. very tough part of the fixtures. Uh, moving on to Monday, uh, two games, the, the early game, Leicester hosting Fulham. I think Leicester bounced back. Fulham is just a team you just you just can't pick them and fully believe that they're going to win the game. And this, they're with the Lions. Yeah, this is a game where you think Jamie Vardy will bust out at least two goals. Long balls, I don't think they can keep up with his pace. Harvey Barnes, um, Tilly Mon's doing well in the middle. We've talked about him in the past. I think this is at least a two two goal, two goal margin here for, towards Leicester. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right there too. I think this should be very very easy. Fulham suck. Mm-hmm. Like they're just so bad. And I know we say it all the time, mm-hmm. but they're absolutely horrendous. And if Leicester can't beat them by at least two, then they have some problems. And uh, the last game we have West Ham hosting Aston Villa. I think this could be a really sneaky game for. Um... Oh, whoopsies! Somebody Sorry got alarm. That. Uh, That's I, me. <laughs> I think this is uh, obviously a huge game for Villa coming off again, uh, a bad result the previous week against Brighton. They felt hard done by. Um, and then you have uh, West Ham getting a squeaky 1-0 win over Sheffield. So uh, I believe I believe this is a bounce-back week for Villa. I think this is a very, a very good week for Jack Grealis. I think he can really expose those fullbacks and get a goal here. Uh, Ollie Watkins is a very boomer bust kind of guy. He'll either have a lot of chances and screw it up, or he'll put in three goals for you. Um, I, I'd, if I had to pick, I'd lean towards Villa here. I've just liked their style in the games I've watched. Obviously, I've said in the past, they do well against the big teams, but when it comes to similar stature teams, they struggle. So I'm going against my thought here, uh, but I pick Villa here against West Ham. I really don't know how I sit here. I think I may take West Ham over Villa. West Ham, it's just West Ham with uh, Sebastian Haller up top. He yeah. is even so, worse than Batshuayi. He yeah. does not. He does not make the runs in the in the lanes. He does not put the effort in to open up the space. He's a guy you cross the ball into, and you just need him to just flick it on. He cannot create, and it's he's just a big, lengthy guy that just does nothing for me. And I don't. Yeah, he kind of is slow. He's yeah. slow and lazy. Yeah, Jared Bowen that wide's been doing nothing really. Um, Declan Rice though at holding mid, very good, very good player. 
Um, I'd like to see him come to Chelsea because Conte is eventually going to have to leave. So I'd like him to come there. Him and Ma- Mason Mount are good buds. But um, I don't think it's enough to stop Villa with all their creative players going forward. Yeah, that's true. Okay, that wraps up the Prem, the Prem recap and the Prem predictions. Um, other than that, we during this week, um, I guess I can talk about what happened in my life. Uh, my dad tested positive for the coronavirus, we found out on Sunday. So we have not, me and my brother and my mom have not been tested yet. We have to wait until this upcoming Sunday to get our tests done. Um, if I had to say, I don't think any of us have it because... Since Sunday, it's been four days now, and none of us has shown any mild symptoms or whatever. So I don't know whether that means we're asymptomatic or what, but he's been isolated in his room, and we've, we haven't left the house. So, I mean, in the meantime, I haven't been going to work, so sports betting has been my moneymaker, and I am up $700 currently, which is nice. Hell yeah. We're sitting with 763 in, in the kitty. Um, been betting on literally anything that's on TV. I mean, me and Evan have been hopping in Discord and texting during the days, like putting our slips together. So, I mean, this weekend... We're kind of doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in a good state. We'll, we'll put little slips together, three, three game, whether it's uh, same game parlays or... Just betting spreads on college basketball. Obviously, last night, our college basketball slip together absolutely torched garbage. Oh, my God. It was so bad. Uh, fucking Villanova, Wisconsin, USC, all shitters. USC went in overtime against fucking California Baptist. And then we had... The Lancers. And then Georgia Tech. Didn't that game go into four overtimes? Uh, yeah, it was... Yeah, I think it was four. It yep. looked like an NBA score. It was like 126 to 121. I was like, holy crap, bro. Yeah, that was really bad. It uh, was brutal. But yeah, um, very, very boring holiday week for me, being locked it's indoors. Just, it's no fun, honestly. I feel like it's just kind of mid. Like this, I, I'm not really a huge Thanksgiving guy in general. I'm more of a Christmas guy for sure. Yeah. I just like the Christmas season and the Christmas music and, you know, being, sorry, I'm yawning. It's all the turkey I ate. Yeah. <clears throat> just being together, you know, and Thanksgiving. Um, was it just, you, was it just you and, and the, your parents together today or did yeah, anybody come over? It was me, my brother, my parents, and then my aunt and uncle who we see on a regular basis and, mm-hmm. you know, no, don't have uh, COVID. But my grandmother wasn't around. We, you know, made sure that she, she'd be safe. And my, well, my grandparents on both sides. Uh, so it was weird. I mean, it's a different year not having everybody around. But got to be responsible. And I'm just hoping Christmas is better. You know. Yeah, you gotta do what you can. Um, hopefully by then something will be out. I don't think we'll see any vaccine until the the new year. So I think these conditions will carry on. Unfortunately, but slowly they're getting better um it all depends on the governors really you don't the federal government is not the problem your governors are where things matter really to how your state is and your life is yeah you said true you need to put pressure on your governors if you want to actually make change in your in your community yeah um other than other than that do you have anything else to add evan 
No, I think we uh, we pretty much covered everything. We wanted to make sure that we did the the pod early this weekend to get ahead of uh, the game, the Premier League games that obviously start tomorrow. So I got a nice little bankroll. Got I think I'm up 400 the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll be betting Premier League this weekend. Probably take myself back down to 100. Yep. So to close out, um, like we said at the beginning of the show. We reinvested into the brand. We get new logos. We're getting, we're updating the social media pages. We're actually going to repost content. And like I said earlier, there's other things going on behind the closed doors where we're trying to maybe put in extra shows in the week, still in talks. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll do more discussions about it. But other than that, thank you for listening to a full year of the show. If you've been around since the start, shout out to you. And hopefully you listen for many more. Yeah. Um, Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for watching. Uh, Stay safe. Enjoy the holiday season. And uh, we'll see you next week. Take care.